Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for another opportunity to learn this evening as we resume back the word feast sessions. We ask with Holy Spirit that you please teach us yourself. Open our hearts to receive from you. Open our understanding. Let every darkness give way. Let every darkened aspect of our understanding be enlightened in the name of Jesus. And at the end of this teaching, let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Okay, tonight, um, once again, I want to welcome us to another episode of a new episode, rather, of Word Feast. Uh, the last episode, we spoke about Ruth, looking at the life of Ruth, the character Ruth. And um, for that study, we looked at the whole book of Ruth that had four chapters. And uh, today we'll be starting a new series, which is tagged The Crucified Life. And uh, I trust and I believe God for an, uh, an understanding, a, a, a deep understanding that will transform our lives uh, in the name of Jesus. Okay, so today we'll be st- uh, looking at the introductory level, uh, looking at what the crucified life is, okay? Uh, in, uh, to an extent, I will trust the Holy Spirit to open our understanding concerning what a crucified life really is. And I'm going to be starting with the definition of what it means to be crucified, okay? Uh, first, we must understand that to be crucified means to put someone or an individual to death by kneeling them or binding them to a cross, okay? It means to put to death, okay? So when we hear the word crucifixion or when we hear the word a crucified life, it means uh, death. It means putting a life to death, okay? And as a matter of fact, we must understand that uh, except a kind of force than that, uh, a new life cannot emerge, okay? So uh, when we expect or when we anticipate a new life, we must be willing and ready to give uh, something. We must be ready and willing to uh, let go of the old way, okay? Because uh, take, for instance, Jesus Christ said, except we do away with the old wine skin, okay, new wine cannot uh, be released, okay? Because when new wine is poured into an old wine skin, uh, the old wine skin would burst and the new wine uh, will be wasted, okay? So if, if we must experience the new, if we must uh, enter or if we must launch into the new life or the new realms that God has for us, we must be willing to let go of the past. We must be willing to let go of the old ways uh, because the old can hinder us from getting into the new. Okay, we must understand that. Take, for instance, when Elisha was to step into the new assignment that God asked for him under Elijah, he actually let go, he burnt the bridge to his past. Okay, he let go of his past uh, achievement, he let go of his past endeavors, of, of, of everything he, he knew how to do, you know, because without that, he couldn't enter into what God has in stock for him. Okay, so you must be willing to let go of what are your past as in store what your past is okay to enter into the new okay so when we talk about the crucified life when we talk about crucifixion it means putting to death and uh, crucifixion um, especially talks about 
uh, an ancient punishment, okay? And although it's an ancient punishment, it is one of the most painful and potent method of putting to death, uh, putting a criminal to death, okay? Uh, it's so potent that it cautions a remnant of ungodliness to stay off crime. That means uh, even though it is an ancient method of, of putting a criminal to death, uh, it's so potent because when uh, someone is put to death through crucifixion, it's warns everyone who uh, has the tendency to commit the same crime. It's so potent and so fearful and dreadful that it makes every other person to stay away from crime. So it might be ancient, but then it's very, very potent. Therefore, God says that, uh, just like what God says in the scripture concerning ancient landmarks, that we should not remove the ancient landmarks. Uh, for us to uh, go into the new uh, life or to experience a new life or the new realm that God has in store for us, uh, this process of crucifixion, even though it's a painful process, must be adhered to. Okay, it must, uh, we must engage ourselves into it, just like what Paul says. Paul says that I die daily. Okay, uh, he, for him not to be a castaway, he, he engages himself in this process because he knows that the only way the new life can surge out can can, can be uh, can exude out of him okay the only way he can put subdue uh, the old life the old nature of or the adamic nature the Adam, the, the fleshly nature is by uh, crucifying it okay it's by killing it by putting it to death it's a painful one you know sometimes uh, he talks about him groaning you know awaiting uh, the, the, the pulling down of this uh, present building so that the new house which is not built with ants uh, can be can be made manifest okay but it's uh, it's, it's one of it's the only potent uh, way in which uh, the whole nature in which uh, the, 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 the the sinful nature can can be destroyed okay can be destroyed so uh, uh, lest it be a castaway like I said as a result of uh uh, 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 let's say be a castaway, and as a result, experience eternal pains. He rather chose to to experience a temporary, uh, unpleasant process uh, to subdue his flesh. Okay, and um, and and having explained that, uh, it's important. I also bring bring us uh, to 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 a focus uh, for, for 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 this teaching. Okay, looking at the crucified life. Our focus for this teaching is Galatians chapter two, verse twenty. Uh, because just to bring us back in perspective, I haven't talked about uh, the meaning of crucified life, okay? Uh, just to bring it back to perspective, okay? Uh, the focus for this teaching is Galatians 2, verse 20, which says that I have been crucified with Christ. Okay, that's Paul speaking here. Uh, it is no longer I will live, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, now talking about his way of life, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Okay, so uh, briefly to this evening, I'm just going to be uh, introducing us to what the crucified life is, just like I said earlier on. Okay, so I'm going to be giving us four points that uh, speaks to what the crucified life is. So we, we, when we talk about crucifixion, when we talk about the crucified life, uh, we know what uh, it means and what it is not. Okay, so number one, when we talk about crucified life, it is, uh, it, in essence, uh, putting off the whole self, okay, the, the whole nature, okay, or character, you know, that it talks about letting go of old nature, okay, 
putting to death, subduing the whole lifestyle. Okay, you know that Galatians two twenty says that I have been crucified with Christ. Okay, that means at, at the cross will put and lay down every nature that does not symbolize uh, Christ at the foot of the cross. Okay, so when we talk about crucified life, it is putting off your old self, it is putting off the old nature, it is putting off old characters, you know, at the cross. And that's why 1 Corinthians 5, 17, I mean, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says that, uh, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, okay? There is a new being that was, that, that, that is being created at new birth, okay? Uh, at new birth, uh, the, 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 the one, the recreated being uh, has no past. The past has been erased. The past has, has, has been wiped off. Okay, it has all been taken off. Yeah, you've been given a new slate, so to speak. So when we talk about crucified life, it's a life that uh, is, is, is a point where a new life begins. It's a point where uh, the whole life uh, has been put to death so that a new life could emerge. Okay, okay, and the life which I now live or exude or what I represent uh, or what an individual represents at that particular point in time or from that point henceforth or onward is the life of Christ. Okay, so when we talk about the crucified life, that's what the crucified life uh, is. Okay, so that means whatsoever cannot be found in Christ from that point onward uh, will not be found or should not be found in an individual that says uh, he is crucified or lives a crucified uh, life. Number two, when we talk about the crucified life, what does it mean? A crucified life means a life that is sold out to Christ, okay, uh, it is not a life, uh, a, a crucified life is not a life that is governed by itself. Okay, it is completely sold out. It is not owned by the individual, but it is sold out to a greater or a superior being. Okay, at that point, Jesus or Christ becomes the Lord. Okay, the one who is in charge, the one who is in control. He becomes the captain. Okay, he becomes the controller of the life of that person. Okay, uh, that means uh, the life does not belong to you. The whole life, the corrupt and ungodly life has been done away with. Okay, at that point, you, you've denounced the whole life. At that point, you've made a decision, okay, to go through, okay, to be true to the person and to the dictates of Christ. And that's why Jesus Christ says, I am the way, okay? No one comes to the Father except through me, okay? So if you must make, or if we must make headway in our Christian journey, we must be committed uh, to Christ. We must be committed to his lordship. Okay, so when we talk about uh, the crucified life, number two, like I said, it means to be sold out completely uh, to the person and to the cause of Christ. Okay, it is saying in essence that my passions, my desires, and even dreams have become a thing of the past. Okay, I no longer pursue that which I desire, but what Christ I desire. Okay, let's look at Colossians chapter 3 verse 11. Okay, it says, um, reading from the Living Bible now, Colossians 3 verse 11 uh, gives a clear understanding on that. I'm going to be reading from the Living Bible, which says, In this new life, talking about the new fun life in Christ, okay, one's nationality or race or education or social position is unimportant, okay? Uh, there is no more Jew, there is no Greek, there is no male or female. Every one of us has become one in Christ, okay? We have been fused into one body in Christ. We are now one, okay? There is no uh, there, there is no superior being, there is no inferior being. Every one of us 
are equal in Christ. We have the same access, you know, to, we have the same inheritance in Christ. Okay, no one is more loved than the other. There is no favorite. Okay, everyone of us are joint heirs. We are co-heirs with Christ. And that's why I, we are called brethren. Okay, we are called brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay, so in this new life, okay, your nationality, your, your your race, your education or social status, okay, what you've achieved in life, your achievement, how highly placed in life, okay, does not count, okay, but what counts here or what matters most as is being seen in Colossians chapter 3 verse 11 from the Living Bible, it says what counts or what matters most is the person of Christ, okay, which is equally available to all, okay, Paul says that he counts all things but dung for the knowledge of Christ. Everything is dung. Okay? He saw the, the, the nothingness in, in, in everything that he has acquired. He saw the nothingness in everything that he has worked or he has achieved because he saw that his achievements cannot move him past this earthly realm. Okay? His achievements cannot move him past this natural realm. Okay? So he saw the nothingness of these things. Okay, all that matters is Christ and his desire. Therefore, if anyone keeps his life, just like what Jesus Christ said, he will lose it. Okay, but he who lost or loses his life for Christ's sake will find it. So, in essence, what he's trying to say is that he who makes the passion of Christ, okay, his own passion and pursues it uh, to the end will be saved. Will be saved. Okay, the word of God says there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end is destruction. Okay, what you think uh, is the right thing or is is, uh, is good enough for you might not be the right thing for you. Okay, what you think is good enough for you might not be the right thing. So when we talk about crucifixion, when we talk about death to self, uh, it's not only limited to sinful desires alone. Okay, it's not only limited to you forsaking sinful desires alone. There are so many things that are not sinful in themselves or do not appear sinful. They, they don't sound or look sinful. But then, uh, when we talk about crucifixion, crucifixion also affects those aspects of life too, okay? They might look good, but they are inappropriate. Okay, so when we talk about crucifixion or a crucified life, a crucified life is a life that is dead to those seemingly good things but inappropriate things, okay? Paul says that all things are lawful for me, but not all things are expedient. They might be lawful, they might be good in themselves, but they are not beneficial, they are not good, or they are not crucial to our spiritual growth. They are not uh, are crucial to, uh, to, our, to our spiritual development, okay? To the eternal goal that Christ has in store for us, okay? That is a good idea, it's not enough to pursue it, okay? It must be a God kind of idea. If God is not behind it, if it is not stimulated by God or by love, then it is advisable that you drop that thing. Okay, if we must see God at work in our life, we must drop that which is not engineered by God. Okay, uh, if we must uh, see the manifestation of the Spirit of God in whatever thing we do, then we must start in Him. We must allow Him start it and we must allow Him finish it because He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Okay, when He starts something, He will see to it that it's been accomplished. As a matter of fact, obedience is not always convenient. 
okay so like i said that uh it must be a god idea if god is, is not behind it uh you must drop it and uh we must understand also that obedience is not always convenient more often than not it takes you out of your comfort zone sometimes it takes you it takes you f- from from people that you love most okay but definitely it will uh, lead you to life okay so but the moment obedience becomes convenient then you've not started okay there was a time uh, I, 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 I believe so. I, I, I had this strong conviction within me to move towards a direction in life uh, but then it was not the most palatable uh, direction for me at that particular point in time okay but then uh, when I moved towards that direction I saw the joy of obedience okay you know, obeying it was not convenient. There were times I had to shed tears and all that. But uh, at the end of it, you know, there was this joy that came forth. At the end of it, there was this peace that came forth. Okay, there was this peace, there was this joy, there was this fulfillment, the joy of obedience, of obeying God. You know, the result, okay, the dividends of obeying God. Okay, so it's not enough for you to go after a good cause in life, but the right cause. So crucifixion could also mean saying no to your ambitions uh, for a divine, divine vision. Okay, a crucified life, saying no to self. Okay, subduing self. Okay, so we've seen now that crucifixion does not just have to do with saying no to sinful desire, but your own selfish ambition. Okay, there are so many ambitions that we have that is just driven by our lust, our selfish desires, you know, but when uh, we come to the point of living a crucified life where we're saying God take total control jesus have your way holy spirit take total control at that point we now begin to see the true manifestation of the desires of the heart of christ of the mind of god for our life and at that point we see that uh, because the ways of god are higher than our ways uh, we now begin to move against or in opposite direction to what we've uh, originally planned just like the uh, case of jonah Okay, when you check the book of Jonah, you see uh, the, the, the case of Jonah where uh, Jonah had something different from what God had in plan or in stock for him. Okay, number three, when we talk about the crucified life, what does it, what does it mean? Okay, death to self uh, could also mean death to your desire to be known. Death to self could also mean death to your desire to be known. Okay, John the Baptist says in John chapter 3 verse 30 that Christ must increase, but I must decrease. Okay, no man can truly glorify Jesus without, without dying to self. Okay, for Jesus to be at the center of it all, self must give way. Okay, who takes the glory in your life? Who stays at the forefront who do you point people to whenever something spectacular or miraculous happens in your life? It is the more he is lifted, it is the more Christ is lifted up in our lives that people get attracted to us due to the rising of our light. The more we lift up Christ, the brighter the light. Because it is as we look at his face that our face shines. He is the light. Okay? The word of God says that our spirit is the candle of the Lord. That he used to search the inward part of the belly of man. Okay? So we are the candle. So when we move close to him, okay, he lightens us up. Okay? When we look in this in his light that we see light. Okay? So when we move close to him, we shine brighter. When he lifts up when it takes the it takes the first place in our life then uh 
is just like a city that is set upon and upon a hill that cannot be that cannot be hidden they will begin to shine brighter and brighter onto the perfect day so for those who god is doing miraculous things through them and in their life we must not forget that it is the result people are attracted to and not just you or not just us okay it will then be an error to forget about the one who made it possible uh, for us to get that result and then uh, putting this uh, spotlight on ourselves number four as we round up what does the crucified life means death to save or crucified life means uh, a sacrificial life okay making yourself a living sacrifice okay romans chapter 12 uh, verse 2 says that making yourself a living sacrifice for that is your only reasonable service okay whatsoever thing you do outside laying down your life for christ's sake is unacceptable is unreasonable romans 12 2 says that is your only reasonable service a sacrificial life okay love is sacrificial Okay, you can't claim to walk in love without an evident sacrificial life. And because a walk outside love is a walk outside the will of God, okay, laying down your life is the secret to living a meaningful Christian life. Okay, for us to have a meaningful Christian life, we must walk in love. And to walk in love, we must uh, live a life of sacrifice. We must live a crucified life. Okay, without it, the Christian life will be frustrating. Without it, the Christian life will be unfruitful. And just like I said when I started, that except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and that it abides alone, it becomes unfruitful. It becomes the mockery of, of others of the day. Okay? People begin to laugh that look at and he calls himself a Christian. Why? Because the person is yet to discover the secret to becoming fruitful in the kingdom. Selling, being sold out, giving yourself out totally to God. Not one leg in, one leg out. Okay, so therefore, just as Christ laid down his life for us, we should lay down ours for our brothers and sisters, just like he's seen in 1 John chapter 3, verse 16, because that is your only reasonable service. Okay, so this is where I'm going to stop today are concerning the crucified life. Okay, so next week we'll continue and I'll be looking at how to be a living sacrifice okay how do we live a crucified life what are the steps that we need to take to truly uh, be sold out what are the t- steps that we need to take to really uh, live a sacrificial life to truly walk in love and I pray that God in his infinite mercy will open our understanding I pray that God in his infinite mercy will transform our lives as we follow this series in the name of Jesus shall we pray our father in heaven we thank you once again for this series that we just started today we ask sweet Holy Spirit I please open our heart transform our understanding change our lives for better in the name of Jesus and for as many that are following that will be listening all over the world I pray that what you alone can do in our lives please do in the name of Jesus thank you father because you've answered in Jesus mighty name we have prayed amen praise the lord